Health Podcast with Ben Canning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Hacking Your Health Podcast. I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. Is that good? Did we stick with that one? Yeah, then you're supposed to say, like, this is Hacking Your Health, but you already said ah. Hacking Your Health before, so I guess, I guess it works out. I guess it works okay. out. It's fine. Dave, it's <laughs> okay, yeah. so good. Welcome back anyway. What's going on? No, hey, uh, really, really good week of training. Uh, you know, I, um, you always my, start with what, training. What else is going on? Well, because that's the best thing ever. I love training. Uh, no, hey, uh, well, obviously we got the major uh, log4j vulnerability that's like you know taking out the entire security industry right now. Um, that's obviously problematic for a lot of folks. And uh, so, for those listening that are still dealing with it, uh, appreciate all the defenders out there and the security industry uh, working to uh, to fix these issues. It's been taxing on a lot of folks. I know it's been taxing on me. It's been taxing on our team. So that's been uh, kind of an all hands on deck, which uh, when I do my check-in, you're going to see that I missed like two days of steps. So I apologize ahead of time for that. Just because of this thing, I've been too busy. I actually so, saw somebody tweet uh, uh, yesterday just saying to all the security folk out there, remember to go and actually take some time for yourself because you could get sucked yeah. into, because every, obviously everybody that I'm talking to, they're just, you know, flat out back-to-back meetings and work and whatever else. Well, I think that's important to note is that, you know, we get so hyper-focused on whatever tasks at hand. And even, like, this is probably one of the worst ones we've ever seen, but take that out of the equation. You know, we do the same things when we're coding or if there's an incident or, you know, certain things. So I think, you know, regardless of how critical this thing is, you taking a step away from your desk and taking a 10 minute walk is not going to hurt anything. Uh, it's going to, you know, in fact, it's going to clear your mind. You're going to feel better. Uh, and I think, you know, it'll definitely help you in the long run as, you know, for mental clarity, health and everything else. Uh, take some breaks, take some rest, uh, you know, get a quick 20 minute power nap in, you know, do what you can to, uh, to help alleviate your mind, your body, the stress, whatever you possibly do. Um, I would never said this a year ago, but the breathing exercises can really help out a lot too. Wim Hof, uh, breathing Wim journeys, Hof things like that. For that, if you're on the, get on the Wim Hof app, it's good for um, just sort of breaking it down yeah. for you so you actually know what you're doing. Yeah, and Wim Hof is like the, the breathing ninja master of, of all breathing, you know, I actually journeys, think that like you that, and but, I should go on like a, I guess we could have like a We Hack Health, I don't know, staff outing, me and you. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff he does. He goes and like climbs, you know, icebergs and his, his shirt off. Like everybody's everybody's topless to deal with the cold. I imagine you're like fully kitted out coats and stuff on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I'll tell you, I mean, like the, the breathing exercises, um, you know, you talk to anybody that went through that, you know, talk to Head Nagy or anybody, Nigel, um, you know, it's it's crazy that the sense of, of uh, stress relief and everything else that kind of comes along with it and how relaxed you are afterwards. It's, uh, it's a, it's an incredible, like, you know, 30 minute intensity craziness, you know, of breathing, which you wouldn't think would be something, uh, that would, would have that effect on you, but it's, it's absolutely something that I think uh, can help out to be incorporate that into your routines as well. I, I need to do a better job of those, um, spending time, you know, I've, I've done, I've done a couple without, um, you know, having an instructor there, but at the end of the day, you know, I need to get better at doing that more yeah, and more. Yeah, well, actually, I spoke to Sean since the last time that we had a call. And the last time was one of the, the 
I want to say better, but more insightful, I guess, ones for me. And I yeah. said to him, I was like, if there's some way that I can incorporate videos that he has already pre-made to put that into our onboarding process, that you go through that journey right at the start. Because I think if if you went through that at the start, it would sort of put you in the right mind frame. Yeah. as the right, what the fuck's actually to come here over the next 6, 12, 18 months. <laughs> Yeah, I, I again, I would a year ago, I would have thought you're crazy with those. I might be, I might be. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, something's working, something's working. But uh, no, other than other than that, uh, things have been good on my end. I um, I switched over from Whoop. Uh, actually, my Whoop is sitting up here on the shelf. This is the first time in a year and a half that I have not worn it an entire day. It's 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 actually kind of weird. It's uh, it's it's. I might put it back on just for like yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, it's uh, I switched over to Aura, uh, somewhere in the Aura ring. It does scratch really easy though. That's something I don't like about it, but um, but it's it's been good so far. I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be, and a lot less of, of a bulky profile that I was going to be. It's actually really thin and lightweight. Yeah, I think this one um, is. And I think this one is smaller than the last one. The last one was slightly okay. thicker. I don't know that it was any heavier, but it was definitely slightly thicker. But yeah, I'd much prefer this one. Yeah, and the data that you get out of it is very similar to uh, to Whoop, which are like you know you get your heart rate uh, variability, your resting heart rate. Um, it calculates you know your readiness and your you know basically your strain and recovery. Same, same thing as as Whoop. Um, so so far so far so good. Liking that, I, I decided to take a little bit of a plunge into this just to take a, a Whoop. The Whoop four has been a bit buggy on my end. It's been like losing track of my sleep. So it'll say like my my recovery is at like ten percent because it lost like five hours of my sleep. Um, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, register that I'm cycling when I'm driving a bike, which is great when you're trying to cheat to beat Hineggy, but you know, it doesn't feel right. Um, so, you know, it's like, Hey, you just did a 20 strain cycling thing. And I was just driving in the car. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, but Hey, I'm beating Chris. That's all that matters. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, uh, so far so good with it though, but, but really enjoy it. Um, but what's up with you, man? How you been? Good. Good. Today's actually a big day for me that I haven't really spoken about. So today, so the day of recording, it's Wednesday the 15th, I think, um, marks my fifth year anniversary as a coach. So this day, five years ago, I started coaching. So today is a big day for me. Um, I've done a lot of like reflecting just over the past five years and what that's actually looked like and where I was then versus where I am now and all that sort of stuff. So it's been an interesting day. It's awesome. It's actually kind of, you know, fitting to what we sort of spoke about. We wanted to frame this, this podcast about. Yeah, I mean, first of all, congratulations on uh, on five years of, of being a trainer, and uh, so glad that I I found you, and that I've been part of this uh, this journey as well. Uh, it's been been awesome to be part of it and, and have you there uh, side by side. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know today's podcast, what we wanted to accomplish is kind of like a year in review, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know what. You know, going into 2022, uh, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, uh, which, you know, uh, oftentimes is like, hey, I'm going to eat, you know, um, you know, some some wood bark off of the tree and that's it. I learned to uh, speak Chinese. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on a water cleanse where I'm only going to drink water for six years <laughs> and I'm going to go to the gym 17 times a day uh, in order to lose this weight. Um, you know, things that, that aren't accomplishable, uh, especially if, if you're not changing kind of the core habits of what you do. So this podcast is really diving down into the basics and understanding, Hey, let's make some, some small adjustments to what we're doing, understand how our bodies work and really start to, to make those changes that will put catapult you into success going into 2022. Because I think it's important to note that, you know, the biggest struggle that you see, and, and this is our, our mindset in the U S and the UK and the world is that, hey, if you do this diet, you're going to drop 20 pounds. Well, are you going to be happy at 20 pounds? No, 
you know, you, you're not going to have the body shape that you want. Uh, you're not going to feel good as like, you're probably gonna feel like shit because you've been on this horrible diet, uh, for a long period of time. And then guess what's going to happen. You're going to go right back into not being in that diet. And then you're going to gain that 20 pounds back, maybe even 30 pounds or 40 pounds. And you're going to feel even more like shit because you spent, you know, three months doing, doing a water cleanse, you know, colonoscopy diet. And, uh, and all of a sudden now, you know, you're, you get, you're gaining it all back again. So let's, let's get down to what can we do to be successful long term and it really comes with listen this is a journey this isn't you know every every you have to look at this as every day i'm better than i was yesterday right and eventually that will add up over time and i think you had posted recently on the uh on social media around the atomic habits around uh the the time frame of progression to you know uh you know have something that that changes in your life is a drastic change over time right and it's not something that you're going to see immediate results day one or day two but you will over time, right? And I think that's the the big component here is take small steps. Let's talk about calories in versus calories out. Let's talk about how you get your nutrition down. Let's talk about workout routines, and let's get get you into a spot to where you're going in 22 to be successful. Yeah, I actually thought about this earlier on. So obviously, you sent me that voice note after coming out of Orange Theory earlier on, and you're like, "Oh, I just don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like I've maxed out, and I was at this, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm this whole new person in Orange Theory." And I think it it literally comes down to that one percent better thing. It's not something that you're going to see day in day out that you're seeing these improvements but then you come away from a workout like that being like holy fuck like i'm actually able to yeah. myself at that level it's not like like i actually think about myself in that situation i'm like right if i was an orange theory i'd be like thank fuck i actually made it through the other side of that whereas you're doing <laughs> it at a, at a different level do you know what i mean so that that just comes down from or just comes down to everything that we refine as we go through the process do you know what i mean it's not something that has happened overnight and it's not yeah. one big change it's okay right we're looking at maybe 10 12 15 different data points how can we make those one percent better that's going to ultimately in increase your performance in orange theory in the gym or whatever it is you know it's interesting about the the whole orange theory aspect because when i when i first started orange theory you know very much out of shape right um and i gradually started building up over time and got better and better and and i'm by far the most, you know, sh strongest person there. Right. I mean, there's, uh, and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but I, there's no question. Like, it's just, I'm leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, cardio and working out and everything else, weights, everything else that, that I, I don't know. Chris, that, that's, Chris said he was top. I don't know. I'm a different conversation. Yeah. Chris is lying, whatever <laughs> that is anyway. So, so, but, uh, but, but, you know, to get from that to, to here is interesting, but what happened kind of over, I would say the past like four months or so, is I just felt kind of complacent uh, at Orange Series, the best way of explaining it. And, and, and it wasn't me being complacent in trying to work out. I had felt like I'd hit my top, you know, like I'd, I'd hit as max as I could possibly go. And so, you know, I was busting my ass and I'd only get what they call splat points. I only get like 18 or 19 splat points. You know, I would only be able to do, you know, an eight mile an hour um, base, 10 mile an hour push, 12 mile power, you know, small incremental all outs. And, you know, the past week or so, I've, I've catapulted leaps and bounds past that. I mean, you know, like, I mean, to the point to where I'm running, you know, 12 mile per hour, you know, two minute all outs, you know, I'm, I'm, I did a, a 12 mile per hour, 11% uh, incline. Uh, and I was just a, a madman on the thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I come out of that exhausted and tired and just destroyed, but that, but I, I feel so different now than I did four months ago. Um, and I, I've gotten kind of past that plateau 
of, hey, this is as far as I'm going to go. No, actually, I'm, I can still continue to go up and progress. So there's a point. And it's those minor increments. There's right? a point then, though, again, I just I, I can't remember who it was that, that one of the comments I made anyway, another point from Atomic Habits, it's where he talks about the plateau of latent potential. And that's potentially what you were seeing there. Like you're in this time, the way he describes it in Atomic Habits is the plateau of latent potential is the lag time between doing what we need to do and seeing the results we want to see. So obviously we can't progress yeah. at the same rate forever or else uh, fuck knows what would happen at the other side of it. But you get to a point and it's, <laughs> it's the same sort of conversation that you uh, had about business. You know, you, you get to a certain point and then you level out your plateau and then you go again. So this sort of time period of the past, you said four weeks there, that's probably just sort of that level and out. And then, you know, it's the next time to sort of push, push from there. Yeah. And, it, and it's the same thing on the, the resistance training too. You know, when I was doing the power building, I saw some just absolute insane increases, right? You know, just uh, insane strength and power and, you know, things like that. And, and uh, that also might be, you know, equated to, you know, when, when we were doing the power building, we were pushing a ton of calories. I was heavier, you know, maybe I, I, I you know, even though I was increasing in strength, you know, Cardio wise, it might, might have been more difficult for me to push some of that weight around. And now, you know, we're shrinking down again, becoming leaner. That might be a good reason why, you know, that's happening. I have the strength and, you know, uh, being a little bit lean at the same time. So there's, there's, I think reasons for all of it. But at the end, at the end of the day, it's the small changes that make a big difference. You know, I, um, I'll, I'll tell you about the, my first experience with bulking with, with Ben. You know, so we did a, a bulking phase where, you know, we didn't get too out of crazy. I didn't get this this big up, but body fat percentage increased where, you know, I started to lose visibility of my abs. Still there, but, you know, kind of brushed over a little bit with, two with, out of with six fat. Instead of six out of six? Yeah, yeah, two out of six. Yeah, two out of six. <laughs> um, and so, you know, uh, and, you know, I start to freak out. I'm like, Ben, I'm getting, I'm getting fat again. I'm getting fat again. I'm getting fat again. And then we start doing the cutting phase and, you know, I'm like, day one, why didn't I, why can't I see my abs? You know, like we're cutting and I can't see my abs yet, Ben, you know, like, and you're like, dude, like you out of all people know this takes some time. Right. And I think it's just that mindset of like, you want it now, but, but understand that, you know, I always love the saying I'm stronger than I was yesterday. Right. And, and that's what you have to keep into perspective is that, you know, even if it's not stronger, but I'm better than I was yesterday. Right. If I got my nutrition down, uh, there was just somebody on Twitter recently that uh, read my medium uh, post uh, on um, total daily energy expenditure and caloric intake versus outtake. And, and um, they said, since I started working on this, you know, a month and a half ago, I've lost 11 pounds, you know, I mean, like, and, and, and I get to eat things like this. And they had a picture of them eating this awesome food, you know, like for me, I, I sent a funny picture this weekend. I'm like, man, I'm roughing it with this, uh, you know, with this cutting phase. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And it was this big burger with, you know, like brisket and a whole bunch of like, you know, barbecue sauce on it. And it was just the most amazing mouthwatering, you know, burger. You know, we don't have to starve ourselves in this case, but we just have to understand what we're putting in our body versus what our expenditure is for all of this and, and making that a successful path. Yeah, absolutely. And it, for me, it's, it's about having that understanding and, the internet is the best and the worst place for it. Do you know what I mean? People will, you know, spend hours and hours and hours researching, probably reading back to back, back to back articles that will literally say the opposite things and whatever else. Whenever none of that really matters because all of them are right and all of them are wrong. They're all right for some people and they're all wrong for other people. And it's it's just about working out, you know, what you can do for you. And if you are the sort of person that you need to go down that super strict route and that's you, then that's absolutely fine. But you know, for me, it's about something that's sustainable and about something that's that's long term. And I've actually mentioned this a couple of times in in this week's check ins. Um, you know, obviously, we all know from from everything that we've spoken about, and you know, from a first hand that 
for me, this needs to be something that's sustainable and something that's long term. Okay, so it needs to be something that's manageable, yeah. not something that you know totally turns your life upside down or is super restrictive where you can't do this, you can't do that. So with that sort of comes riding these really fine margins in terms of like what we're actually doing. So whether that's from your steps or your cardio or your food, your protein, your water intake, your sleep, a lot of different data points running on fat, uh, running on small margins so that if one of those is off, then you're going to notice that effect. So it's not extremes in any one thing. It's small margins on either side. And a couple of people were like, you know, even like you were saying there, you know, you were off on, on your steps. Not that that's going to affect it directly, but if you if that was, you know, say you were 2,000 steps down on average per day for two weeks, you would notice that difference. So things like that about just bringing them back up to that level, and it's because we ride those small margins, and that's what, for yeah. me, allows this to be something that we can do long-term. Well, what I liked about last week's check-in is... You know, you were like, hey, we're going to push this, but I'm going to keep calories same this week, but I'm going to add an additional, you know, X amount of steps, you know, for you to do per day. And that'll equate to this amount of calories, which is similar to me dropping the calories, right? But we, 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 but I want to make sure that you're getting the food that you need for your body to, to, to work. And what's interesting is, you know, I didn't drop uh, any pounds. And I also missed my steps for two days too, but, uh, um, but I didn't drop any weight, but I will tell you, so I did my measurements right before this and waist down, hips down, biceps up quads up calves up neck up you know like like everything's up you know like like everything is, is grown since last week except for my waist and my my quads or my hips which i lost weight in right and and you know chest is up everything everything so um you know my ears grew when i was kidding uh, you know. <laughs> um but you know that that's that's you know ultimately at the end of the day you know if i'm leaner and i have more muscle mass that's exactly what we're going for yeah. right and you know, it's those those minor increments, and it, that's just a week, by the way. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I am noticeably stronger in a week time period. I mean, I look at my my total volume for last week for the exact same thing that I did, and my total volume is up by like you know five thousand pounds more than I did last week, right? And you know, so you look at that and you see, and, and last week I, I murdered myself. This week I murdered myself, but I'm still up, you know, over what I did. So you know, you can have some big gains pretty quickly. But you have to recognize that, you know, to get the body type that you want uh, to live this lifestyle, it is a lifestyle. It's not something that's going to be, you know, a, a, a diet that you do. And I, I remember I was, I was going through, um, you know, like, of course, me, like looking at scientific research studies and things like that. But I also look at like, you know, like, you know, diet studies and things like that that have come out. And I saw there was like a headline that was like the top five things you should eat to burn fat, the top five foods you should eat to burn fat. And I'm like, you are literally telling people the wrong thing. They think if they eat this, that they're going to shed fat off, right? And and what they, what what they're saying is, hey, these are five healthy foods you should probably eat um, if you have your nutrition down and you have your calories down and you're eating the appropriate amount of portions, right? But they don't tell you that. They're just like, hey, if you eat these five foods, <laughs> See, I'm the literal. You're gonna I'm look. The, you're gonna look like this model. I'm the literal <laughs> person who would go and get those five foods and just eat them and be like, what the fuck's not working? <laughs> It's not working. It's I'm three days shit. in, and I still I still don't notice anything. <laughs> I think what you're saying there, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's yeah, it's just, it's a total shit show. Um, and all we can do is try and provide the information that actually makes sense to people. But um, I think it's a good point that you're noting there that you know this week and last week were the same in terms of calories, but you've seen an increase or a total a total increase in terms of your volume of up to five thousand pounds. So technically, you've done five thousand pounds more worth of volume in terms of your lifting. And that has created the further output. And that's why I said last week that I wanted to keep the calories high. Because yes, could I cut your calories by 500 a day? 
each day, no problem. And yeah, you'd be able to do it and yeah, you would lose weight, but your sessions yeah. would start to suffer and then you get down that rabbit hole and then your calories run out very quickly at that point. So is it better doing it the way that we're doing it that, you know, we can just tweak other things, keep calories high and just make sure the intensity of your workouts there. To me, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, uh, old Dave, year ago, Dave would have been freaking the F out, you know, that I didn't drop, you know, five pounds or two pounds or one pound, you know, throughout the week. And, you know, I got on the scale. I'm like, eh. I'm, I'm way stronger than I was yesterday. So I feel good. So I, and I feel big, you know? So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's less on the scale, more so on how I'm feeling and, uh, you know, how, you know, you know, making progress on the weight side of the house, obviously growing muscle mass and the measurements growing, you know, all going in the right direction. So I, I, I less take care of the scale. Now I, the scale I'm is still tell good. To everybody that for you about for year for five years, I know it's five, taken so long. It's taken years. so long. <laughs> You have to understand, like breaking that habit's like the hardest thing for us to do because it's like, you know, that's what we're told is our weight, our weight, our weight. You know, but here's the thing: like we got down to like 195, right? And I wasn't happy where I was at. You know, like I mean, I, I looked, you know, you know, cut, but I didn't have muscle. You know, so like I wasn't happy where I'm at. I'm much happier now at 228 or 227 than I've ever have been, you know, at 195 or 185, you know, I when at 185, you know, Aaron was, comp- so I'll tell you a great story. Uh, you know, uh, when I was at 185, Aaron, you'd be like, listen, you're so bony. You have no, butt. your ribs are sticking out. Like you just look so bony. And, and she's like, you know, I just can, she's like, can you gain just a little bit of pounds? And I'm like, you know, and uh, she said to me the other other day, I had my shirt off and I was going, I just got done with the sauna and I was going to the shower and she's like, you know, Hey, did you, my God, she's like, I, would you, would you have ever thought that you would have you had like be like this muscle guy, like this much muscle, you look amazing, you know? And like, that's, that's awesome. Right. You know, like that's what we're going for. And there's this meme that I saw in the dad bod transformation that I thought was really funny. It was like in our heads, what we picture. And it was like uh, this dude with like shredded abs and huge muscles and in his mind, there's like all of these girls that are fawning over him saying like, oh, my God, you look great. And then in, in the corner, there was like eight other meatheads that are like, dude, you look amazing. And it said like reality, you know, you know, you know, fantasy yeah, versus yeah. reality. And it's like, you know, these 10 guys that are like checking you out. They're like, dude, those, those you got some good abs, you know, like, you know, like, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, confidence, uh, how you feel about yourself, doing the right things, making progress. You know, that's what we're here for. And this is, again, a journey to be there uh, so that you can get to that point that you want to be at and either maintain or grow. You know, I, I don't think I'll ever stop trying to grow my muscles. Like, I just want to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and, you know, that's that's my goal, right? But that might not be yours. But I mean, it is framework mine. that mine, mine is the yeah. same as yours, but you mean everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you and me, like we're just going to go keep going, just getting jacked <laughs> AF. But, uh, you know, uh, but no, no, I, I think, you know, what people really need to recognize is that, listen, if, if you're doing a diet, you're going to fail. Um, if you're doing nutrition and you're, you're understanding what you're putting into your body and, and, and uh, what that means and, and having some restrictions for yourself, uh, you're going to be successful. And, you know, my biggest thing when I was overweight was my obsession with food. And I was never, ever, ever, ever uh, a sweets guy. Like I wasn't a a cake and, you know, ice cream type of person. I never, I never drank my calories. Mine was always, I love food. So I would eat a lot of it. Right. And I would eat till I was just super full. And I, you know, just kept eating more. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go eat some more. And I would just keep eating. Right. I would eat all day. 
is probably pounding 5,000 calories a day, which is, seems insane to me because I eat all day now and I just I can't figure out how to get 3,200 calories or 3,900 calories when I was doing that. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, this this framework that I have around, hey, you have 3,200 calories, you know, that's it. You know, so if you blow a thousand calories on a burger, cool. You know, you're going to have to be very protein centric, you know, throughout the rest of the day and eat a little bit less than you normally would because you blew it on this burger. That type of framework is something that if you get that routine in your head, you will be successful for the rest of your life, period. Right. That's why we're on the topic. We talked about hacks here. So top three protein hacks from Div. Top three protein hacks for me. So if I'm low on pro, if if I'm low on protein, I need to get protein in. Um, there's the these uh, uh dirt, so first of all, Greek say Anabar. Well, no, no, I, I don't. So I, I like Anabars, but they're from a uh, calorie perspective and how much protein there is versus carbohydrates and everything else. It doesn't make sense because it's like 280 calories for 21 grams of protein. I don't recommend that. Okay. Um, if you're high calories and you need carbohydrates, you need some protein. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, you know, so I, I do like Anabars, but I use them very sparingly. I, I only eat like 20 a day, so it's not that bad. Um, no, for me, for protein hacks, uh, Greek yogurt is kind of like my staple. I eat a ton of Greek yogurt. The, there's two uh, new ones that came out recently. There's Okios Pro, which is 20 grams of protein per one. Uh, and since it's only 180 calories, I think. Uh, and then there's this this uh, other one called Ratio Pro, which is um, 25 grams at 230 uh, calories. So, you know, those are really great, um, you know, uh, uh, quick, you know, protein things that you can add. Um, beef jerky is also my second protein hack. So usually one bag of beef jerky can be anywhere between 25 to 35 grams of protein per bag and usually really low calories. You're talking like 120, 140 calories. Don't get the ones that are like super caked in barbecue sauce and sugar that are, you know, like 500 calories, but you know, like the salt and pepper ones, the jalapeno, the habanero ones, you know, they're typically 140, 150 calories per bag for, you know, 35 grams of protein. That's fantastic. Um, and then obviously protein shakes, uh, for, from a protein shake perspective, I usually do one protein shake a day, um, unless, um, it's a cardio and, uh, workout day. So when I get done with, with orange theory, I come home and I do a protein shake. Uh, and then when I'm done doing my weight training, I also do a protein shake. Um, but I'll usually split them up only to 25 grams and 25 grams. Um, if I'm doing just one, you know, big lift for that day, I'll do two scoops for 50 grams of protein. Um, and then the rest of it, I get through, through eating, uh, steaks. If you look, if you like steaks, uh, steaks are fantastic for protein. You can get 40 to 60, 80 grams of, of protein through a steak. Uh, Outback Steakhouse has, I think it's like $27 for, um, you know, a, a filet that has, I think, 42 grams of protein. And then you can get sweet potatoes with it and broccoli. So it's a fantastic, you know, mixture of carbohydrates, um, um, you know, protein, and everything else. So that's kind of like my staple, you know, three or four things that I typically go to from a protein perspective. Cool. What about you? For me, it's not necessarily about the things, but it's how to look at it. And I think once we sort of combat that with people, it makes it much easier. So my first sort of hack in terms of protein would be to break it down throughout the day. So if you're looking at 200 grams, it seems like a lot. You're like, how the fuck am I ever going to hit this? But if you break it down to your meals and know what you need to take per meal, it's much easier. So as you said, have a protein shake. I'm all for them. You know, people are like, oh, it's not proper protein, blah, 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 whatever. If it gets you across the line in terms of hitting your protein goal, then get it in all day long. So say, for example, we'll take you for example. So if you have a protein shake that's 50 grams of protein and your goal would, was 200 grams, that's going to take you down to 150 grams straight away. If you then have four meals, you just split 150 grams across four meals. So what's that? 30, 
ish 37 something so you just split that across your four meals and make sure that you're ticking that box every single meal and it makes it you're not getting to the end of the day and thinking shit right if i have 95 grams of protein here what the fuck i'm gonna eat so that'd be the first one the second one would be working out how to if you're falling short for the day work out how you can increase it slightly in the meal so if you're having 150 grams of chicken have 180 if you're having you know a six ounce filled steak as you said have an eight ounce one so find out ways that you can slightly increase there another good tip for that is if you're having like whole eggs say you have three whole eggs in the morning just add 150 200 grams of egg whites and that will add it up um, and the third one would be and the this is the to me this is the like the proper hack in terms of low calorie hit the hit the target hit your protein and it's prawns or shrimp like if you get that in the day yeah. you know they're super low calories they come in infinite amounts of flavors you can have them with anything and that you can you can get you over the line with that no problem at all dude i love you some shrimp with some cocktail sauce that's like yeah. my jam there's or this have uh, shrimp with your steak you i mean fucking no-brainer to me yeah oh yeah well, uh, um, when you come to the States, I got to get you this. There's a, a special place I'm that have to makes start this banking my calories now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a place that makes this super spicy cocktail sauce. It's like it just smacks you with horseradish, you know, all over your face. It's like the spiciest uh, cocktail sauce you've ever had in your life. It's amazing. Okay. Like my kids won't, ever, won't even try <laughs> it. So, but uh, um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, what about uh, trying to understand? You know, if you're just starting off in this, you know, how do you calculate your calories, how much protein you need, how many carbohydrates you need? What do you, you know, I know we've covered this in some of the earlier discussions, but how do you even get started with like, hey, if I'm going to go on this journey and I'm going to start counting my calories and I, I recommend my fitness pal, um, that's the easiest one to use. Um, you can scan barcodes and things like that. It automatically adds it. You know, again, I, I've said this before, but, you know, if, if, if you want to make a promise to yourself to be successful, then make this your religion of adding you know, everything that you eat right before you eat it, put it into this as a promise to yourself that I'll never go back to the spot again. And that's, you know, I've, I've logged, I think, you know, 510 days, uh, you know, of my fitness, but I haven't missed one day. Um, and, uh, that's a promise to myself that I will never go back to that, that, that sense again, have an understanding. And if I cheat, you know, if I eat more, I add it, you know, those are things for me to understand. Hey, I had a lapse in judgment or, Hey, I, you know, I'm just going to do it because it's fun. You know, and then I'm going to go back to my stuff the next day. You know, that's that's a promise to yourself to to keep yourself accountable as you go through it. But how do you even get started with calculating your calories, your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fat? So one thing I would say from the start from from the start point, if you don't want to overcomplicate it, just literally do what you're doing right now and track it. So eat as you normally are, like as you would day to day and track it. Then after a two week period, have a look at how many calories that is on an average and have a have a some way of logging how your body's responded to it. So whether it's weight and metrics and photos or whatever it is that you wanna do, if it's moved in the direction that you wanted to, if your goal is to lose weight, then perfect, just keep doing what you're doing. If not, then slightly reduce your calories by, you know, 100, 200 or whatever it is. You don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need a meal plan. You don't need the fucking, you know, your exact macro breakdown. Literally just start with what you're doing right now, track the data, and then have an understanding of how your body responds to what you're doing exactly now. 
yeah, I think that's that's a big piece there. And I think you know, starting off with that, if understanding the calories that you're taking in versus the calories that you typically would burn is important. There's some great calculators um, out there that can at least give you a starting point too. If you're like, hey, what do I need to do to lose? You know, on average, you should expect to lose about one to two pounds a week. Now, when you first start with a high protein diet, if you start to go more higher on protein, don't expect to lose any weight for the first like week or two. Um, as your body adjusts to more protein. Um, but you know, you should start to expect to lose about one to two pounds per week if you put yourself in a good enough caloric deficit. Anything more than that, if you're really overweight, then yes, you can lose more than that. Um, but you know, if you're, you know, mid-range overweight, um, you know, two one to two pounds is pretty much average for for that side of the house. And it's what we call the total daily energy expenditure. So how much energy are you burning a day with the activities you do? If you're doing no activities, okay, that's fine. You know, let's just say your your total daily energy expenditure is 2,000 calories. Uh, okay, so now we have 2,000 calories. How do we break that out? Well, if you're doing resistance training, you d- definitely want to have more grams of protein than not. Uh, typically, it's it's one gram of protein per pound of weight, subtracting your 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 body fat. Um, or you can use the general rule of thumb of um, one gram per pound uh, or one gram of protein per centimeter of height. Uh, we'll also kind of calculate a good average for you to kind of start off with uh, for how many grams of protein you have. So I'm 6'4", and the range of that is anywhere between you know 200 to 230 grams of protein. Based on that, now now I'm a little bit different now because of my muscle mass, so I typically go more on the higher levels of protein. Um, but you know if you're doing resistance training, more protein the better. High protein diets fill you up more, as well as have been clinically or um, scientifically uh, sh- uh, showed in many studies of having a much more better impact on. Uh, weight loss. So the more protein you can have, the better. And then carbohydrates, which everybody tells you are bad, uh, are are not. Those are, that's the energy. Um, now don't get me wrong. If you eat, you know, a whole thing of pasta and then you pound some Dairy Queen afterwards, you know, that's going to turn right into fat. But if you understand what you're doing from a calorie perspective, and this, let's just say again, you're burning 2,000 calories and you get, you know, 150 grams of protein in, the rest of those should be low fat and the rest of it high carbohydrates to produce the energy that you need. To, to get you through the day at a constant steady level um, of energy. So, you know, carbohydrates equals energy. You know, fat has an unlimited store, so be careful of how much fat you put in. It's still necessary, obviously, for our body. Um, but, uh, you know, I usually try to get anywhere between, you know, 60 to 70 grams of fat per day, around 300 grams of carbohydrates, and about 240 to 250 grams of, of protein per day is kind of my my breakdown of 3,200 calories. So, you know, again, my, my calories are much higher uh, just based on the muscle mass that I've added over the past year and a half. Uh, that'll continue to go up as I put more and more muscle on need more calories to maintain that muscle. Um, so I will continue to eat more and more and more eventually as time goes on. Um, so that's just kind of how it all works. So the more you do resistance training, the more muscle you build, the more you can eat, uh, which is a, a benefit to those. And your your total daily energy expenditures will continue to increase as your muscle grows. But if again, if you're not doing any resistance training, you're not doing any cardio, you're not doing any steps, um, you know, you know, Grab grab a total daily energy expenditure calculator. There's one at the Dadbot Transformation. If you just Google total daily energy expenditure or TDEE calculator, there's plenty of them out there. You enter your weight, gender, you know, uh, level of activity. Uh, you know, if you do it once a week or zero times a week or five times a week or thirty times a week, whatever, um, it'll it'll calculate um, how many calories that you typically need based on your height and weight, and that'll get you a good starting point. Now, you start to eat those calories, you start to track it, and if you're not losing the desired weight. You know, shave 100 or 200 calories off of that to start to get 
um, to the point to where you want to. Don't do big increments. Don't do 500 calories. You're just going to piss yourself off and be miserable. Um, just do like 100 calories a day. See how that works. You know, 100 calories spanned over seven days is 700 calories, right? That's a big difference on what you're eating throughout the entire week. If you look at this again from a long scale perspective, your, your body doesn't have you know, uh, a clock where it says, well, hey, I only got 100 calories here. I only got 100 calories here. It's it's a total massive sum of calories in versus calories out. Yeah, I agree. The, I think the original calculator that we said was calculator.net. It has all of the, yes. the it's just on their fitness and health calculators. Um, they, they 100% are a great, a great place to start. It'll give you accurate numbers. You know, it'll give you a start point at least, but you're still going to have to go through the process of if it spits out 2,400 calories and 100 milligrams protein, do that for a two-week period, see how your body responds, and then refine it. I think probably one of the biggest stumbling blocks for a lot of people is they track their food and then don't do fucking anything with the information. They're like, oh, but I've been tracking my food for 256 years and I'm still the same weight. I'm like, we've been eating the same amount of calories for the past however long it's been. So that's why you're staying the same. So it's about having the data, but actually knowing what to do with it as well. If your goal is to lose weight and you track your food for two weeks, and you don't lose any weight, as you said, just take it down slightly. In terms of where to go from a, a deficit perspective, it depends on the sort of person you are. If you're the sort of person that can handle being in a more extreme deficit, then I would definitely do it because you'll get in and out quicker, if that makes sense. So we've experienced this in a in a, a mini cut phase where we went to that slightly higher percentage deficit to allow us to get in and like quicker because I knew sort of how long it was going to take and what we needed to achieve in that time. If not, then just take it to 10% of whatever it's given you from the, the TDE calculator um, and go from there and just sort of refine it as we go. There's, there's nothing like, I'm, I'm quite open about this on calls as well. Like whenever I'm on an execution calls, people are like, I don't have the, the magic secret here. Like I literally, I'm just going to find a baseline and refine it as we go. And I think probably the, the biggest impact I can have on that person is having the data and knowing what to do with it for them and refining it as we go. Like I had a, uh, had a call during the week there with one of the guys from the Discord channel and it was actually funny because, you know, obviously we've had conversations and, you know, a lot of people are coming to me for weight loss and whatever else, but he was saying things to me that really resonated with me in terms of he was skinny and he's spent all this time trying to put on weight and put on muscle and all these other things. and. He, he actually mentioned about the fact of, you know, whenever he goes into that slight surplus that he starts to put on body fat and he freaks out, comes back down again. And I think we spoke about this last week where you have that sort of mindset that whenever you're lean, you feel skinny. So you're like, oh, I need to bulk up. And then you bulk up slightly and you're slightly more body fat. And you're like, oh, I'm so fat. You need to come down. And you like ping pong in between yeah. the two of them. And I, I sort yeah. of said, and I, please correct me if I'm wrong here, I was like, I think that that's probably one of the things that you benefited from most was having me in your corner to say, look, it's going yes. to be all right. Like we need to do this 100%. for that because as you sort of said, you know, that sort of initial two pounds that you would have put on, you'd be like, Oh, fuck this. Nope. Nope. Not there. <laughs> yep. We're done. We're done. I'm, I'm cutting my calories by yeah. a thousand. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to work out seven yeah. times. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's amazing that you mentioned that because, um, you know, one of the, the largest benefits that I've had is, is, is having you there to say like, listen, this is where we're going with it. Don't freak out. And you explaining it to me, you know, really helps me out with that because, you know, when, when I started gaining weight, I'm like, Oh shit, you know? And then, and then you're like, and then you're like, then I look at myself now, I'm like, Oh shit. You know, that's, that's awesome. You know, but you know, the, 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 yeah, yeah. It's like, Hey, it's a good shit. Uh, you know? So, um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the knee jerk reaction to that is, you know, you have to stay the same weight or lose weight in order to get the desired effect that you want to. 
And I always use the term skinny fat um, because it's, it's a good analogy where you may be lean, but you know, with your shirt off, you still got that, that, that belly, you don't have any muscular definition, you know, you're skinny fat. So are you, are you happy with that? And th the answer might be, yeah, you know, I came from 300 pounds and I want to be skinny fat. Great. You know, that, that's, that's an awesome thing. And, and believe me, if I saw somebody that was skinny fat, I'm like, dude, you know, all, all, all power to you. Cause you're obviously got your, your food under control and you're able to do that. Right. Or you see, you know, um, people that are running all that run all the time and they're just super lean again, no muscle mass, right? Again, but that's what your desire is. That's freaking awesome. And the dedication to running and putting it out there is freaking amazing. You know, um, you know, for me, I like having big muscles. Like I like, you know, having big muscles and getting bigger all the time and throwing weights around and being a, you know, a dumbass in the gym and, you know, everything else that comes along with it, you know, because you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, I never would have realized how much time and dedication something like this takes, you know, it's, it's not, you know, Hey, I do this for three weeks and I'm getting jacked. It's, Hey, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. As long as I can, obviously, cause I'm getting older. Um, you know, and, and we can modify obviously and go lighter weights and more reps, you know, as I get to be like 70, but I still got a long ways to go before then. So, you know, again, how do we, how do we maximize this journey to have the desired goals that you want to? And, you know, I'll tell you, uh, this, this summer was the first time in my life, in my life, other than probably when I was like three or four, um, that I can remember where I took my shirt off and I felt good taking my shirt off. You know, walking on the beach, uh, you know, walking outside. Uh, I don't care. Like, I'll, I just take my shirt off all the time now. Like, it's just it's like, like it's kind of back on. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a meeting. My kids are like, seriously, dad, are you walking around your shirt off again? You know, like, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and Ma Mason, Mason, my, my youngest son, he's like, dad, I can tell you're, 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 uh, you know, you're in, you're in your cutting phase. I can see the abs again. I'm like, yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. You <laughs> know, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, fist bump, you know, um, yeah, you know, so that's the cool stuff, you know, like, and, and I think, you know, when you get a handle over your nutrition, you get a handle over your workout routines, it's, you know, and having somebody obviously like yourself to be there to guide you um, along those, those, those ebbs and flows of things, you know, um, is, is really important because I would not have ever, 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 ever in my life um, balked, you know, I would have always stayed lean and skinny. And, you know, could I have gained muscle mass, you know, especially being on TRT and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would have been much slower. Yeah. Substantially slower. You know, would I've gotten stronger faster? No, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, when we look at this and, and how we look at this from a, a longevity perspective, everything that we've done makes perfect sense of, of how our bodies work. It's just getting over the scale, getting over, you know, you know, like, I, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, when, when you said you're going to go through this bulking phase, you're like, Hey, you're, you're going to gain some body fat, but we won't let it get out of control. And I think the last week is when I started freaking out. Right. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like I only got two abs. I only got two abs. Like what is going on? I'm fat, you know, like all this other stuff. And, you know, and then, and then like a week later, I'm like, I'm going to take selfies of myself in the mirror. I'm like, look at those abs they are back again. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that hard, you know, but you know, we get in our, we get in our heads about this. And I think that's, you know, and again, I'm, I'm in a different spot than I think a lot of folks are. Um, but we have to recognize that again, this is, you know, a journey that we're coming through to figure out what works best for us and where we want to go for our desired results. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously we spoke, but we want to sort of give tips on, on setting yourself up for success next year. And I think I tweeted the other day about, uh, environment dictates performance. And I think, you know, I can't emphasize enough how much you guys and me benefit from the other guys in the client group. 
like I can't emphasize. And I, 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 every time I'm on a client call or a coaching call, I'm like, I try and explain to someone who's not in the environment. I'm like, it's not just me, it's everybody else, but it's hard to explain. You'll know whenever you're in it, that kind of thing. But finding that support network and finding that, you know, somebody else, whether it's accountability or whether it's somebody else, just to say, look, it's going to be okay, or you're doing the right thing or reassurance or whatever it is. I'm not saying that you necessarily need a coach. If you do need one, like I am here, but I'm just saying if you have that sort of support network or whether it's the Discord server or whether it's a group of people or work or whether it's your family or whether it's a friend or gym partner or your brother or whoever the fuck it is, just somebody to keep you accountable, to hold you to a higher standard than you hold yourself and to say that you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing. It's not going to be easy. We know what we're going to have to go through here. It's just a case of going through it. So I think that that would be my number one sort of tip in terms of setting yourself up for success next year. Find an environment. Discord channel is great. I mean, come and join the Discord. Yeah, Discord channel. So so discord.gg slash, you know, hacking your health. Uh, really great community. We boot anybody that's assholes. Um, you know, so, but we really haven't had many. I think we had yeah. one. We had a ad ban recently, but um you know i think i think you bring up an important topic of you know surrounding yourself now for folks that are obviously married or have a significant other um you know something to that effect you know bestie whatever um you know uh, uh, healthy lifestyles are important and it may be very difficult to change your your local environment right away uh, i'll give you a prime example of that you know uh when i was overweight you know our kids you know my kids luckily got the wife's genes uh on uh on on uh calorie burning and things like that so they've all relatively remained you know very very lean i mean gavin's like a friggin' rail that guy doesn't have a pound of muscle on his entire body <laughs> stick boy um it's like hey you need some trt just just kidding obviously but um you know he hasn't had puberty yet he's they're still waiting he's like 14 and he's like still like this tall but he'll get there he'll get there but i'm six four and aaron's six foot so like we gotta He's got to sprout up or I'm going to start questioning it. He's my kid. Um, but, uh, um, you know, uh, one of these things uh, with, with you know, the, the healthy lifestyles is that, you know, like, you know, Aaron, uh, very different uh, upbringing, always super skinny, always rail, could eat whatever she wanted to, you know, never had any issues. Uh, same thing for my kids. And, you know, um, me, you know, I, I stare at, you know, a burger and I'd gain 50 pounds. Now, that's not true. You know, I, I would eat way more than I should, obviously increasing my caloric intake and then I would I would grow, right? And I was always told, hey, I'm big boned, you know, hey, it's my you know, slow metabolism, all this other stuff. Now it's really how I fucking ate. <laughs> it was just uh, over consumption of calories, actually. <laughs> yeah. Literally it. Like literally that's it. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people that, you know, you know, can can, can have, you know, maintain the skinny form factor and eat whatever they want to, but they're probably not eating five thousand calories a day too. So, you know, uh when I started on this journey, you know, it's funny because my I have uh, tendencies of going all in. I know it's a surprise to everybody, uh, but when I go in on something, it's like it's all in on something. Like, like you know, whether it's bourbon. Not luckily, I didn't become an alcoholic. I just like collecting it. Um, you know, it, you know, whatever it is, I just go all in on something. And uh, Aaron, I remember when I was first getting into this, she's like, "Man, I hope this isn't one of those all in things." And uh, lo and behold, uh, definitely an all in thing. Um, but you know, what, but what that started to do was change my family too. Uh, you know, my family talks about nutrition and what they should be eating, and they're they're always asking me questions. And and I want to be very clear, you know, I'm not teaching them to diet, right? I'm not teaching them about body image. I'm not teaching them about you know, 
hey, you need to 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 lose weight, uh, you know, those types of things. At, at a young age, I think that can be very detrimental to to somebody, especially eating disorders and things like that. So, you know, what we really focus on is like, hey, you know, like Mason, for example, um, he wants to get in better shape, and he's like, Dad, hey, what should I eat before I go to bed? I'm like, don't don't eat a bowl of cereal, dude. Why don't you eat, you know, uh, you know this this beef jerky, or you know, have a protein shake, or you know, hey, even that Jimmy Dean's thing that has you know 35 grams of protein and 10 grams of carbs. Hey, that's that's better than than eating a bowl of cereal. That's going to be all sugar. So you know, we we are having discussions around nutrition, and our and our um, Aaron does Tavala like I do pre pre uh, meals. You know, we're all eating more on a much healthier basis, which has really helped me out. Um, you know, cooking foods and things like that. We we tend to go more on the healthy side now than we do not, uh, which is really awesome. Cut down on. We used to, I think, we used to go to Dairy Queen like two or three times a week. We don't do that anymore, you know. And it's not, and not that we don't enjoy, you know, summer Dairy Queen or something like that after a sporting event or something like that. But it's just not a habit that we do, you know, two or three times a week. So it's really, you know, rubbed off on the family side of the house, which has thus made it a lot easier for me, I think, to to maintain this. Yeah, I think again, you know, another point to note in there as well is that I from people that I speak to who find themselves in situations where they're massively overweight 99% of the time somewhere it's come from their their upbringing and 99% of that time as well is it's it's lack of knowledge or lack of education from their parents and it's not their fault like you know 30 years ago or whatever it was we didn't have the same data information that we have now so it's not necessarily their fault I always say it's not your fault but it's definitely your responsibility to take control of it now but exactly like you're saying Luckily, now that we do have the education, that we can set a better example. So hopefully, you know, the next generation and the generation beyond that won't suffer from the same issues because we can, you know, if each of us does our bit, we can give them the education they need around nutrition. And it's not just a case of like, you know, I don't know what over there, but over here, it's like, you know, big meals and you just have to eat until you, your plate's finished and that's fucking it. Whereas, you know, it's not it's not really like yeah. that anymore. You know, it's it's, it's entirely different. Well, I mean, you know, and, and I, I'll just state for the fact that I had phenomenal parents. Like I had the best parents you could possibly have from an upbringing perspective. I love them to death. Um, you know, always there for me. Um, they got divorced at a very young age and uh, or at my, at my very young age for me. I was I think I was like five years old. And, you know, we came from a, a lower income type of class where, you know, my mom would hop from job to job to job to job. Same thing for my dad. And, um, you know, we were always moving around. I think I moved to six different places, you know, in a, in a span of like five years in my, you know, between my, my middle school and, and high school years, which is really tough. But my mom, you know, which was my primary where I'd live and I'd go see my dad on the weekends, um, you know, she'd work until... You know, she'd, she'd basically work until seven and then she'd come home and she'd do like uh, dictation and stuff like that for doctors and stuff like that to make money on the side so that she could pay rent and things like that, you know, for the house and obviously support me and everything else that was going on there. So she wasn't around a lot, right? And so meals were left to me, you know, like there would be a frozen, you know, I'd have frozen meals basically or bagels or, you know, whatever. And I would just make myself, you know, a frozen meal for dinner. And that was, that was normal in my household, right? And there was no nutrition aspects of things and nor was, you know, anything ever, you know, brought up to me of like, Hey, this is how you should be eating. Or, you know, Hey, here's some healthy choices. You know, it was fast food. You know, we'd go to McDonald's in the morning for breakfast before school, you know, we'd go and eat, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, things, you know, at the pizza at school and I come home and I would eat, you know, frozen box of meals. And, and so that was kind of my upbringing. Right. And I think we have a lot more options now available to teach our kids like, Hey, is, you know, you can have a bowl of cereal, probably best in the morning. So you get that energy kick in, you know, going through and have fun at the rest of the day. And then at night, you know, focus more on other things that aren't going to necessarily sit in your stomach and, and grow to something different. So the healthy lifestyle, I think. It- yeah. 
yes, yeah, sir. It's really attainable um, with uh, what we have available today. And I think it's important to teach our kids, teach our family, everything else about those. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Right. So we want to talk about goals for next year. Whenever you said this, you're like, we want to talk about what your goals are and what my goals are. It's like personal goals or business goals or like what we're talking about. I think a combination of both, you know, I, you know, when we look at, at, at what our goals are in life, they're all intertwined like this, right? You know, whether that's our fitness goals, which d directly equate to how we feel and how we operate. Uh, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, um, but I've never felt better in my entire life, both from a mental clarity perspective, as well as how I handle business or how I handle, you know, day to day. I prioritize things very, very much differently than I used to. I turn down things that I normally would just accept. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and that, that aren't necessary for me to go and do, um, you know, we, we, you know, and I, and, and maybe it's from a, a position perspective, I have the ability to do that, but you also have those, those luxuries in your own life too. Um, you know, things that, that consume your day to day to day to day are those things that you really need to consume your day to day to day, or can you make availability for doing resistance training or getting on a walking and things like that? I always bring back to Chris, Hey, I can only give you twice, you know, a week, 30 minutes a day. Now he's working out literally every day too. So. You know, I think for me, when I look at personal goals, it's what do I want to accomplish in life in 2022, right? So I think I think that's the question is, so I'll, I'll let you go first, or you want Thanks. me to go first, it's fine. Um, but what are the top three goals that you want to do in 2022 for yourself? And it doesn't have to be fitness related. It could be, you know, they're all intertwined together. So, so number one will be beating you at a grocery carrying competition. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's not going to happen, by the way. I'm, I'm really impressed at groceries. I'm like, right. No, genuinely. <laughs> uh, for me, a truth be told, like full disclosure, the past, um, I'm going to say a month or so, I found myself in quite a negative rabbit hole and I was doing the things that I was telling all you guys not to do. So obviously, you know, being busy with work, I put myself to the back and it started to show with everything that I was doing. So my goal in that perspective, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, I want to achieve this with my body X, Y, and Z is I need to be more consistent with all the shit that I'm telling you guys to do, because I can't sit here and go, no, do this, this, and this. And I hold my hands up and say like, you know, okay, it did, it did get out of hand. And you know, I think that whenever I'm like, oh, I'll miss this day, then it just gets out of like, oh, I'll miss the next day. And then that's it. Shit show. And um, so for me, I actually need to get back to the place where I'm prioritizing my training. Nutrition's been okay. That's absolutely fine. But in terms of going and training, I need to prioritize that um, and have a better relationship with, with training and actually, you know, some sort of like set structure of actually going and doing it. So that'd be the first one. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important to note though, that you recognize that, right. And that's something that, that you're addressing. And now, you know, for you, uh, you're obviously getting much busier uh, on the amount of customers or clients that you have, and that obviously affords a lot more time. But you're also focusing on how do I automate some of this, the the day to day manual tasks that that can be automated, while ensuring that I can do the quality and focus of people as well, right? And you know, I think there's some ebbs and flows in business with that too. You know, so you know when you look at that and you say, okay, well, I recognize that I'm slacking in this area, but it's for a short term in order for me to get up out of this type of hole. Um, you know, I think that's, that's important to recognize, right? It's, it's not going to be a habit that you get into where you let yourself get out of shape. It's more so, Hey, this is a short term thing for me and I need to address it. And, and, and it's getting to the point now where I need to need to actually go through and yeah, do it. And right? I, you know, for me, it's actually funny because I would say probably for a couple of months, maybe at the start of the summer, I spent this same sort of period 
like refining things and automating things and making the sort of day-to-day stuff more manageable and then you know it has a ceiling too and i've obviously reached the ceiling i'm like oh fuck right i need to do this again to make it more automated or easy for you guys or whatever it is um and that's what i'm doing at the minute because it's okay well i've got busier in terms of the amount of clients that have joined the team you know i'm very conscious that of the time of year that we're coming up to and you know that if i continue to grow the way that we do then i'm going to need to be able to handle more clients so i've i've been managing more people but also trying to build systems and, and onboarding processes that will allow me to then handle more people at the other side of it so yeah that's that's what i've been up to on on that front which i'm actually excited for because it, it's it's i mean you're going to understand this it's fucking cool building stuff that people are going to use do you know what i mean like i'm, I'm building yeah. out systems that people are going to use and like testing it out and my friend ali god love him like i'm sending emails being like can, is this working can you send me that and he's like no, that was not working fuck right and as i said to you earlier on like i'm learning new things every day like stuff that is way out of my comfort zone like i'm not just coaching that and building out things and jake was funny in the chat earlier and he was like when do you become a graphic designer and i was like <laughs> i mean that is <laughs> basics for me like that is i'm just putting things together and um, but yes and that's one thing i'll give you I'll give it credit for everything you do like looks beautiful yeah. you know like it always does like not not for me like I, i'm like hey is it work good good you know? <laughs> but it's, it's how you do one thing how you do everything on that front you know it, it's about the details and it's about the way things look like the aesthetics of things like that's i that probably what takes me the longest amount of time is making it look a certain way so if you can make it yeah. work and I can make it look a certain way, I think we're a fucking perfect team. Dude, that's right. That's right. That's the best part about it, right? I, I can get it to work, no problem. It's not going to look pretty, though. So, <laughs> um, In terms of other uh, goals, I'll do all mine first and then you can go yours. Uh, my yeah, second one's obviously going to be spend more time out there. Um, you know, Obviously, we've had talks about this before, but I, w- I generally would spend a couple of, you know, go out to America a couple of times a year before global shit show. Um, so obviously my dad's out there and whatever else, but I obviously haven't so spend more time out there and actually do more in-person stuff because while it's cool being able to do this and talk to people online and do whatever the fuck else we're doing like actually want to be in real life and as i said to you, you know i haven't coached face-to-face in almost two years and while it's great being able to do the videos and the form check videos and everything else like whenever i'm standing there beside you and actually changing it it will make a lot more sense and i think that it will definitely change your yeah. training a lot so second goal is going to be spend a lot more time in america in general well i mean just just when i send you know you videos and you're like hey tweak this or tweak that i'm like damn it why didn't i think of that you know like that like the other day you you had me uh change the the portion of the bench so it was up and it, and it like completely changed my stabilization as i was doing my bench press i'm like why the fuck didn't I think of that? Like, you know, like, so getting those, those tips and tempo and understanding, you know, Hey, you know, more time under tension, or if I'm rushing something, you know, um, I think that's all really important. I can't wait for you. To, first of all, I can't wait to teach you. Um, but se- second, I can't wait to show you around Cleveland and, uh, you know, definitely go above and beyond our calorie intake, uh, for, for that. Week, I, so. think I mean, full disclosure in terms of your videos, it, your videos are easy because you move the same way that I move because we're similar sort of lever lengths and heights. So it's easy because yeah. things that I see you do, I've done it. I'm like, okay, well, this is how I resolve that. So it's easy enough. Third goal is awesome. going to be doing more in-person, I don't want to say seminars, talks, like speaking whatever um because that scares the shit out of me like i'm okay on a video because i'm stood in the house here that's absolutely fine but being with like actual people in real life in front of me so that's something i want to do whether it's here whether it's there or wherever the fuck it is that's something that i want to do because that is like couldn't be so further out of my comfort zone i can't even explain 
That's awesome. Those are good goals, man. Those are you're awesome. right. They are all over. I, uh, Sorry to interrupt you, but you know, if I if I have yeah. that in terms of like my training style, then I have the confidence to do all those other things. So they are. It's combined. Look, they're all intertwined to, to everything that you're doing as far as your business, your health, everything else is all completely linked directly mm-hmm. to that, right? What about you? And I'll tell you, I, I uh, I'm very fortunate in the sense that I don't really get nervous speaking. I mean, I do to some extent, you know, especially if it's like a large audience, but. Like I'm again, I'm more of like the I'll go out there and figure it out when I get there type of person. So, um, yeah, I'm not a big, big, you know, I prepare for a big talk or things like that. I'm like, hey, I know what my message is or what what I want to get. And I go out there and I just communicate it. Right. And um, but, uh, you know, it's actually interesting story about that. I I maybe mentioned this in one of the podcasts, but I did one of my first large speaking engagements since the whole COVID thing broke out. And, um, you know, I was in Michigan for for a conference called Gurkhan and uh I'll tell you, uh, having uh, control of your your food and your body, and you know how how big you feel. It's a really interesting feeling when you're up on stage. You feel more confident, and it's going to sound weird, but uh, when I was on stage, like I felt great. Like I felt like I first of all, I felt like I'd never stopped speaking for a year and a half. Um, but second, I felt so much more confident while I was up on stage. You know, I felt great about myself, which thus I think turned into confidence around my subject that I was talking about. And, uh, that's kind of a weird, weird, you know, thing, but just how they're all intertwined. But then that even, you know, if, if you're feeling good and you're more confident in your message, the person that's sat there receiving it is going to, but is going to be more, uh, you know, on board with it because they're like, well, he fucking definitely sounds like he knows, you know, he looks great. He sounds like, you know, he's talking about like, it's, it's definitely going to be better from both sides. Well, it's, you know, I always look at, and this is obviously a, a different subject because, you know, uh, InfoSec, you typically relate to the more overweight, you know, heavy set folks that, that don't take care of themselves, which is, which was me, um, you know, but uh, it's like when you go to a doctor and the doctor's like, hey, you need to cut back on your food and you're getting overweight and the doctor's, you know, morbidly obese. You're like, well, why the fuck am I going to listen to you, man? Yeah. You know, like you're supposed to be the expert here. You need to get your shit under control. <laughs> like, no, you, you know, sit like, down. I'm going to tell you, you have to date. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't mean I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that more so in the sense of like, how do you take advice from somebody that like that you had met, you actually had broached the subject on yeah. Twitter recently about you know should your personal trainer be fit and and you know the answer to that is hell yeah in my opinion because if a trainer's not in shape, you know how the hell are you going to take advice from him and know that's going to be successful? Like if I see an overweight trainer, I'm going to be like, dude, like. Like, I, I mean, I don't care how many testimonials you have. Like, I, if you can't do it yourself, like, how are you going to be successful with me, right? You're not going to motivate me to go I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate with this because, yes, 100%, I think that, you know, they, a trainer or a coach or a fitness instructor or whatever else should definitely be able to display some time period or some experience of getting into shape, whatever that looks like, whether it's massive weight loss, whether it's prep, photo shoot, fitness, whatever it is. I don't think that they necessarily always need to be walking about, like, shredded no. all the time but they definitely no, need no. to have yeah, I agree. some experience because you know they don't they won't be able to relate or they won't have an understanding do you know what I mean? if it's somebody who's overweight and has always been overweight and is trying to get people to lose weight it doesn't fucking make any sense so yes right. they definitely should at some point have displayed some sort of journey or change or whatever it is yeah no and and and, and i'll be perfectly clear too like you know to get to like your photo shoot uh, stuff was pain and misery, right? It was the first time, but you know not I mean? the second time. The first time it was yeah. because I didn't give myself enough time and I didn't have enough knowledge. The second time was because I fucking lived and breathed it and it was literally just a few changes. And the second time I actually prepped in three weeks. So I only did that's crazy because I was so on the ball with everything else all the time. And that's the key thing about it. That's awesome. As I said to you last week, it's about being that, that short 
period of out that if you need to make a change, you can do it. Well, but you can't be like no. that all the time. You know, it's not possible. You could, but you'd be you absolutely able to build anybody ever. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, ah, I would like to have this, uh, you know, my tie, but, you know, nope, nope. not going to do it. Nope. You can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, but I, I do think that. So goals for me uh, for next year, um, I think, you know, uh, I want to I, I want to definitely continue my fitness journey, obviously, I think is, is number one for me. Um, because I, I see my fitness journey being a staple for everything else that kind of falls in line. Uh, again, I, I look at this as, you know, I'm staying fit. I'm able to coach my kids' basketball teams. You know, I'm out there energetically. I'm, I'm playing with them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there for my kids in, in their life. I'm, you know, roughhousing with them at night. And we're, you know, like yesterday we had, you know, we, we play this game where, like, basically it's the switch between the couch and this, like, comforter or this, you know, sofa thing. And if, if I get them, I could tickle them or whatever. So it's like, you know, the stupid game that we play. And then Kona, my dog, gets all crazy and starts trying to, trying to you know, also go after them too. So it's all fun. But, you know, like to do those types of things as well as, um, you know, continue my journey of growing larger, bigger, stronger um, is, is, I think, foundational for me for number one. And that equates to everything else. So um, second uh, is uh, continuing to expand my businesses. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but I, and I don't just do cybersecurity. I've, I've invested in other um, types of businesses uh, throughout my life. Um, so obviously things like stock market, for example, I'm a big investor in, in Tesla. I got in early on those stages. Um, I also uh, uh, am partners in, in, you know, some startup companies on the technology front, as well as um, uh, basketball training facilities that has nothing to do with, with cybersecurity in any way, shape or form, where we basically train kids to get better at basketball um, and get back to communities and things like that. Um, so I think it's, it's to continue to, to grow our businesses and have fun with it and keep culture and everything else. Uh, and, you know, I think for, for us, I'll just give you a, an example. We have, uh, uh, you know, trusted tech has grown, gosh, I think like 50% since last year. Um, and, uh, you know, we still have an incredible and amazing culture of all of our people. So I think, you know, for me, it's, it's finding time to do all the things that I want to do, but also making sure I focus in on, on people and all my companies to ensure that I'm still engaged with them. Uh, I'm still part of that company. I'm still, you know, working with them day in and day out, uh, I think is really important for me. Um, so I think that's number two is just people keeping in co contact with people and growing, growing our businesses, but also maintaining the culture. And I think, uh, third one is, is really going to be refining my habits. Um, whether that's sleep, uh, whether that's, you know, nutrition, whether that's, um, business or work, it's going to be refining my habits for the better, improving myself, uh, next year, I think is going to be really important. Cool. Solid. Yeah. And they, you know, they definitely are, are all interlinked. And I think, you know, probably one of the biggest things to note is, you know, when you're mentally strong, you're physically strong. And when you're physically strong, you're mentally strong. So all these things that you're able to achieve in the gym translate to all the other things you're able to achieve in, in business and in life. Yeah. And, and, and I can't emphasize enough. We talked about this on other podcasts, but your, your physical health is directly related to your mental health and your mental capacity. So, you know, if you are a rock star in the security industry and you're not taking care of your body, think how much more of a rock star you can be in the security industry if you actually took care of your body. Um, you know, your, your brain is going to work much more effectively. You're going to feel better about what you do. Um, you know, again, I, I can't emphasize enough. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. You know, again, start small. 
you know, going into 2022, make some nutritional changes. Um, listen to our, our previous podcast of how do you do this uh, and, and start to make those changes for, for success because I think that ultimately is going to have the biggest impact on you and your life, longevity of life, there for your family, your friends, um, you know, successful in your career and your businesses. All of those are key things. Yep. Hang on as well. I will say I sent you the, across the, the link to sort of plan out your 2022. So I'll put the link in the show notes of that. And spending time actually reflecting obviously on last year and the good things that happened from that the things that you want to carry over in the next year but also the things that you want to leave in this year so you're not carrying it over but actually spend time so you have clarity on what it is that you want to achieve and what that actually looks like and how you're going to do it i think that's that's quite a good one and maybe next week we can talk about goal setting because that's going to fall in that weird week in between christmas and new year where everybody's freaking out so we'll do that sounds good well hey that's a wrap do we need a we need a new intro and a new outro. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, check us out on Discord. You know, Discord at GG slash Hacking Your Health. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter predominantly We Hack Health. Um, you know, uh, check the We Hack Health podcast or um, uh, hashtag. Hashtag is just a way to share your experiences. People monitor it and like it and comment on it and all that good stuff. So share your successes, your you know your your struggles, those types of things. The Discord channels uh, channels are fantastic for that. If you're curious on just form or supplements or whatever, you know again supplements. You know I, I recommend stay away from those until you get everything else locked in. Um, you know those are all going to be key things I think for you to to be successful. Surround yourself with positivity and people, and you will ultimately be successful at whatever you do. Mike Trump. See you next week. Mic drop. <laughs> right, catch it. Have a good Christmas, everybody, because this is going to be the one before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Next week, we have to have Santa hats on and a beer. I have I have a Santa hat somewhere. Okay, we don't need um, it today. I, I definitely will have a Santa okay. hat and a beer. Right, catch you later. Yeah, next week. <laughs>